the strongest memory I have is to go for the Taiwanese boy band F4. Um, oh, yeah. The F4. <laughs> okay, okay, F4. Okay. Um, I think it was a uh, meet and greet. Sometimes you'll have one guy with like dreadlocks coming by and say, hey, you should check this out. And like, okay, sure. And you just like look through and see what he's recommending. Anyway. Simple times and other good old things. I am Simin, your host for this podcast. And in this episode, we talk to some of you out there about HMV. What was it? His master's voice is His actually, master's yeah, voice, his master, yeah. The doggy sitting next to the gramophone. Like, he hears the sound of it, then he runs to it. HMV at Hirin would have, like, a few levels. It's, it's a little bit like concentric circles, if you imagine. So, yeah, like, yeah. level one, circle, and level two, circle, yeah. level three, circle, and then you all could see into this yeah. central stage. So I will start off at like the first floor is like the rock area and like like pop music. Then you have like huge billboards of like and standees or like different things. I started going to like the I think level three where mm. they had the jazz section. Maybe I was 18, 19. Oh, and then the yeah. jazz section is very curated. You must yeah. like go into this like small little space right, and then right, they curate right, these right. all these like jazz albums, lah. Yeah. So when I became older, then I would go by myself and go to like the second or third level because that's where like electro was at. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then go to that. The strongest memory I have is to go for the Taiwanese boy band F Force, uh, meet and greet. So then they wow. have this thing called Wo Shou Hui, and and also like uh, signing of the album. But the thing is that I had no money then to buy their albums because mm. I was only fourteen. Mm. I think I had two other friends with me, and then we were like, wow, going there and then like squeezing crazily with the crowd, trying to see and then trying to like you no know, raise our hands just to uh, shoot there there are pictures and stuff because on the first level it would be people with the albums and then mm. ready to go up there yeah, 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 to yeah, get them yeah. to sign and to shake yeah. hands with them so people like us who, who don't have the album we would just be upstairs like oh my god yeah, <laughs> I, I want to take a picture yeah. that's very cool and, and in fact the, the artists also they also know that there are fans upstairs uh, their mm, awareness mm, is very high mm. so so they actually would turn back and then do these things like that and mm, then you know mm, for good mm, to take picture of them mm. so I actually kept caught a few shots of them doing that whatever shots we can uh, so once they turn their head behind <laughs> them we would take picture that kind of thing yeah. after that I think many years later then when I when I could have some money right I want to buy their album mm, <laughs> I want to buy nice, the, nice, no, nice. No, the, the F4 album Nice. Yeah, but but again, like now you ask me to listen back to the album, then I'll just go like, oh my god, yeah, why 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 did I? But but you know, yeah. If you go with family, it's like marche it first. Then after everyone will go and like stroll through HMV for fun to go and like see what they can find later. So, so my my dad bring me there and he'll say, hey, I see you back here in a while, okay? Then I'm, he just leads me to explore and find out for myself, lah. Then if I went like a weekday with my friends, then some friends will go to the skate shop. And then I will go to HMV and see, then join them back at the skate shop after that. I, I spend a lot of time finding out what kind of music I like, especially HMV, because they have these things where you can try on the, the tracks. It's uh, like, I, I want to draw it for you. Yonghui began to draw what the listening booth looked like. And I couldn't help but think that being a teenager in the 2000s warranted a trip to HMV at the Hirin. Perhaps it began as a family weekend activity. But it soon became a personal journey into the discovery of musical taste and for some, star chasing. And first crush? <laughs> it was Singapore's biggest music store that opened just before the millennium in 1997. A time not too long ago when streaming services like Spotify or Apple Music weren't available yet. So to listen to music, you had to own a physical copy of it. 
and you have aisles and you can see each other over the aisle because it's just like in the middle. So it is stacks of CDs and at the ends you have this like listening booth. There's this huge metal piece like in the middle yeah, of the thing. I think it's yeah, trash it's, true. it's really like that. All the CDs are actually stored inside this round part. Yeah. And then these square are actually buttons below where you, you can, can press, choose like yeah, you know the CD, number yeah, yeah. of uh, which CD you want to listen yeah, and yeah. then the track number yeah. and then next and, and back and that's stuff. Right, that's right, that's and then right. it's connected to like your head headphone. Ah. And you can listen to it for as long as you want to. And there's an audio volume for it then you just put it on. And they have like a recommended list. And then you'll go to each six track to try and hear everything that's on sale and you decide there which one you want to buy. So I would go through yeah, every single one and then decide which one to wear. And then they will maybe have the top ten. Yeah, well. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. the top, top ten list. 10, yeah. Top ten albums. Actually, yeah. I think it's a fake one. But <laughs> you know they will put yeah. like maybe the latest album. Yeah, that's then... right. Something I never thought of was how gross it was that everyone would like wear the thing. Only much later, I'm like, okay, actually, it's very gross that everyone just shared it yeah. and spawned the same headset. I don't think they cleaned it because I remember it was like, why does this feel so weird? Yeah. <laughs> Back then, you just go into HMV and you just see like artists after artists and albums mm. after albums. Yeah. So you'll be like, oh, wow, these are like the whole range of yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever that is happening. Yeah. Mm. And, and I would say it's very tangible mm, yeah, mm. to see it in in flesh mm. in that sense yeah. if I'm right right so like the jazz area is near the experimental area mm. the music will change because you go through the doors or go through the area and then it just the overhead music is run by someone else Yeah. and then they'll program it differently so you'll oh. know you're in a different area already so sometimes you'll have one guy with like dreadlocks coming by and say hey you should check this out and I'm like, okay sure I just remember like weird people like that being around the store but it was those guys at that corner who would be like hey you should try this out and I'm like, okay sure those weird guys in the corner? Imagine walking into a store section and having staff recommending you music you should check out. How cool is that? Did they recommend according to who they judge you to be by your outfit? Or age? Or purchasing power? Or according to their personal preference? So yeah. this is one of my favourite bands that I've, I've had for a very long time, which is Bo uh, Broken Social Scene. And I saw this album cover at a place in one of the skate magazines I was following at the time. And then I thought, wow, that'd be so fun if I could like listen to this album in real life because it got such big recommendations. And Broken Social Scene is B, right? So it's quite early on in the experimental range. And HMV stopped it. So this is the first press edition. So now if I try to actually buy this album again, it's a different cover. So yeah, so signed by like all the different um, band members because they actually did come down to Singapore late, much later on. So I got oh, to I got to. So you brought there. your own album. Yeah, there. I brought five. I brought these all, all five oh, of them, wow. like a four of them there. So yeah, okay. I only got the band's founding members to sign that, that particular mm -hmm. album because I was like, you guys are the OG. Like I have to get you guys to sign this. Then they're like, you did, you did, got it. Like okay, okay, oh, wow. they signed it. Yeah, you did. Okay, next question: Was HMV the only store that carried CDs? Oh, Tower Records. Yeah, Tower Records. Tower, Tower Records. records. Yeah. They, they were like direct competitor. But then Tower Records, for some reason, their CDs are like more expensive by two to three dollars. But the the whole feel of shopping, right? I would say HMV was a much more welcoming um, atmosphere mm, mm. than Tower Records because Tower Records, I don't know why, but the people really do tower over you, mm, looking mm, at the, mm. at the titles. So not very friendly. Yeah, having a good time in the shop is very yeah. like yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if you compare it to the smaller city shops, like maybe um, 
your Sambawang and your Sili Rama. Sili Rama is just, okay, it's there and then you just go and like, you know, see what you want to buy, right? But I mean, I would say Sili Rama had its, had its fair share of good titles also. It's just a little bit waned over the years lah. But then, back then, I think when CDs were at its peak, right, Sili Rama was also a choice where people could go and get albums. Yeah. 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 And, and, yeah, but then again, the whole experience of shopping for CDs, I would say HMV was quite unrivaled. It really was. It really was. Yeah, yeah but HMV definitely had a much more mm. friendlier vibe mm. to, to just for you to go in and like, you know, choose whatever you want to listen to. Yeah, and, and mm. that kind of stuff. And they have more space lah. So, so actually, the stores that we go to is uh, HMV, Tower Rackets, and Tower Books. Then we go to Borders. Because uh, Borders also has yeah. a music booth area as oh. well. Yes, yeah, that's right. Every lot, every lot. Where Max Expenses is now. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole stretch was like Borders, books all the way in. Yeah. And, you know, I think HMV at one point was selling books also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they tried to diversify. They, they tried really. to diversify. <laughs> I think that was the Citylink um, period. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was phasing out because I think a lot of people consumption habits changed. Yeah. yeah of music, yeah. so there weren't a lot of people. Uh, buying CDs anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then iTunes also. Mm. So I think the players that were thrown into the thing was yeah. iTunes yeah. and Spotify. That's yeah. right. That's right. I would say like when everyone started to get like LimeWire and like yeah. all the Napster stuff. Oh my god, Napster. WinM, WinM. Yeah. Win oh, WinM was so good. <laughs> that's so fun. I haven't heard of WinM or Napster. But I know about LimeWire. My earliest form of music sharing was done in classrooms. We'd exchange CDs and have new music to listen to as we completed our homework that afternoon, borrowing CDs for days on end and putting them on repeat on the Discman. In the eras of Discmans, right? The best Discmans were those that had shockproof so that you oh, yeah, can walk and yeah, listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. also ridiculous, right? It's also ridiculous, yes. Yeah, but it's like, can you imagine if you're walking halfway through, your CD player stops playing because yeah. it bounces. It so the reading... Then it will, it will, it yeah. Will, yeah, it will stop. You just, you just can't yeah. hear it. You're like, hey, what's wrong with the thing? Then you have to hold still and then yeah. it, will, it, it will continue. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah, funny. It so, was very... Mm. So, like, Sony Discman's like 200 plus because of the shockproof inside. And it's like, it's nuts. The first yeah. Discman's yeah. that came out weren't very shockproof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad, yeah. Then if the bus is too... Yeah! The bus jumps in, you also, your thing is so like, what? Come on. (laughs) Okay, so like, okay, which is where this album came in. So I opened it, and I remember I was like on the train at Somerset. I told my family, okay, just let me listen to this, okay? Then I listened to the whole album, so it's experimental, and I could hear the train noises in the background because I was on the train. And it just like blended in so well. So the whole experience of this album was just nuts for me. So I helped my this man really still. I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing in the world. This is the best music ever. They used to have ads, you know, on the train. So if you are taking the train from Orchard to Somerset, right? That you'll see like this. You know, usually oh, you see the screen light, light boxes. Yeah, oh my light gosh. boxes. So they used to have frames, you know. So that as you're going past, you'll see an ad playing through. Like ten second ad is like quite a lot of frames, like two hundred forty frames kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's moving speed, a uh, speed where you can see movement. So I remember listening to this, watching the ad go past, and it became like my favourite albums ever because of the whole experience. HMV has that that feeling of that going to listen to the music, seeing your artist possibly there kind of thing. The really the only place that I felt that since then, since 2008, 2009, right, was uh, Shibuya, Tokyo, the Tower Rockets there. 
Because mm. it just has that same feel. And vibe. Yeah, yeah, and the staff are passionate about music as well. I yes, think that's the most important thing. I think that's the most important thing. The last time I went to like a CD shop, right, it was actually in when I went to Japan in 2016 and I was trying to look for an album and the staff was very, very helpful. And then they were like, oh, you know, we would we we request and see whether we can get it. But like he said, they are very passionate about music and then they really want you to have a good time in, yeah, in the yeah. shop. Yeah. yeah. I think then that was the, the very big difference. Yeah, having a good time in the shop is very yeah. like yeah, very very true. When was the last time you stepped into a CD shop? Were you there when the change from portable CD players like the Discman turned into MP3 players like the iPod? Or were you born into the streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music? Technology catches up and eliminates. But there are experiences we cannot replicate. We will never have 240 frames to watch on a train that matches the music we're listening to. Or the random occurrences between your ears and the things that happen to meet your eyes. The first instance of being starstruck in the atrium of a music store and holding tightly onto the music you've just freshly removed from its packaging and then listening to it for the first time. Thanks for listening to the second episode of Simple Times. I'd like to thank Yonghui and Joelle for jumping onto this with me. You know, if any of these things we talked about in this podcast makes you want to talk about it too, I want to hear all about it, especially if you've got another Simple Time to share. Write to me about your simple times to hello at artwave.studio and join me in the next episode of Simple Times.